0: Welcome to the Dwelling Place Church audio podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message. We pray God speaks to you today through this message and through His Word. For more information about our church, be sure to visit us on the web at dwellingplacemovement.org. Now, it's time to listen to this week's message. Today, I'm going to continue, and with that being said, I'm going to read three passages of Scripture up front this morning that is going to help us focus in on what I feel the Lord has put in my heart to share for each of us and for this community, for what God is desiring to do. The first being there, if you have your card, Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4, beginning in verse 5, Proverbs 4, beginning in verse 5, says, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Next passage of scripture comes from Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter one, beginning in verse five, the Apostle Peter writes, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence Add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted. It means they lose the ability to see distance, long-term, down the road, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he or she was cleansed from his or her old sins. And then the last passage I want to read comes from the book of James, James chapter 1, beginning in verse 21. James 1 and 21, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted Word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the Word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the Word only... And not a doer, he or she is like a man observing his or her natural face in a mirror, or he or she observes himself or herself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he or she was. But the one who looks into the perfect law of liberty continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work This one will be blessed in what he or she does. I want to teach a sermon this morning titled, The Mystery of the Mirror. Will you say that with me? The Mystery of the Mirror. Let me pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your holy anointing oil that can come upon my life because of the blood of Jesus and that through me you can be glorified. You can be encountered, you can be revealed to hearts and minds and lives today. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would prepare people to receive the engrafted word. Yield myself to you, Holy Spirit. Glorify Jesus, the risen King. We gather in his name. We're so grateful and thankful that all the promises of God are yes and amen. For this we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Distraction. Distraction is defined as having the attention diverted, rendered incapable of behaving or reacting in a normal manner. Did you notice in our Proverbs text that we just read that the text said, do not forget and do not forsake. Do not forget and do not forsake. Don't forsake what? Don't forget what? Well, the text is saying, don't forget the words of wisdom. Don't forget the word of God, the scriptures of God, the communication of God. And do not forsake the importance of wisdom for life. Then the 2 Peter text we read mentioned a believer who has forgotten that he or she was cleansed from their old sins. Notice that. That you can experience the mercy of God and the goodness of God as revealed through Jesus Christ and experience your conscience and heart being cleansed and yet still be vulnerable to forget. To forget the power of what it feels to be, to be cleansed, to be forgiven. Then the James text speaks of one who forgets what kind of person he or she was and of one being a forgetful hearer. Notice the common thread in these three passages. The common thread is forgetting and forsaking. Forgetting and forsaking. And this ties directly into what we're looking at this month in our series, Distractions. See, Distractions calls the potential for forgetting and forsaking to drastically become more probable. When you think about what is the danger of distractions, what is the danger of you being distracted? The danger of it, one of the dangers, is that distractions make you more probable of forgetting and forsaking that which truly matters. And when we think about being spiritually distracted, being spiritually distracted renders us incapable of behaving or reacting in a spiritual, a supernatural manner. When you think about believers, and as we go through life and we go through work and we deal with communication issues and relational issues for those of us that are married or with our children, those of us that have children or with friends and family members or co-workers or people, people here in the community of dwelling place, that when one is spiritually distracted, it renders us incapable of reacting and responding in a supernatural way. you got to understand if you are a child of God here that we don't have to react in life and circumstances, just in a natural way. Today is Pentecost, and what that means is, is God has made provisions through Jesus Christ that His people can react in a supernatural way. That we can bless when we're cursed. That we can love our enemies and those that don't want us to prevail in life and want us to fail in life. That we can love them and bless them. That we, when the world is busy and in a tailspin, we can be like Jesus an anchor of peace in the midst of a storm that we can react in a supernatural way because it's a supernatural gospel established by a supernatural God and the western world's got to get back to understanding that this thing is supernatural that we can't lean upon our own knowledge and understanding. We got to lean upon the supernatural arms of God. Hallelujah. So distraction matters. It matters the utmost to you and I that's called to live a supernatural life depending on a supernatural God. In Proverbs it mentions the distraction of the path of the world around us. It says that the path of the world around us can cause one to forget or forsake wisdom and getting wisdom and the way of wisdom. See, the world around us is mirroring something. But the world around us mirrors a life and what living contrary to the heart of the Father looks like. If you want to know the opposite of who God is, if you want to know the opposite of the heart of the Father, then look what's mirrored in the world. The Scriptures are clear that all that's in the world is not of the Father. But if a person heeds what Proverbs chapter 4 says, wow, there's a powerful promise. Let me read how Proverbs 4 concludes. Starts off saying, don't forget, don't forsake wisdom. Then Proverbs 4 and verse 20, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. Put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet Watch this. Then, let all your ways be established. Notice what Proverbs says. Give attention to the Word of God. Give attention to the sayings of God. Give attention to the oracles of God. Give attention to the scriptures. That is the opposite of being distracted. If you're giving attention to something, that means you're not distracted from the something. Incline your ear to my sayings. It's not being distracted. He says, do not let them depart from your eyes. Don't allow your eyes to get distracted from keeping the Scriptures and the Word of God before your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Think upon them. Meditate upon them. Speak them to yourself. Then it says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Let your eyes look right before you. Why? because God's not given you the responsibility, he's not given you the ability to be a savior to all the world, but he can put his anointing and power upon you and give you his ability to write to write what is wrong right before you. See, we get distracted by the world issues when God wants to use us to change the world issues but right where we're at See, people like talking a lot and thinking that they can change the world and getting focused on issues way over yonder when God wants to empower them from an issue right before them. I want to tell you, if you want a different world, if you want to have a different fruit in the world around us, it starts right before you. It starts right before us. It don't start somewhere that we're not. Can I hear an amen? Then it says, look right before you and then ponder the path of your feet. Notice the focus. Your feet, your eyes, your heart. That's what God enables us for. God don't enable me to get involved in your path and your heart and your eyes. He don't ask me to control and to be in all your business, right? Right? Well, He don't ask you to be in everybody else's business. He says, don't be distracted from that and let God get up in your business. And then watch what will happen. Your ways will be established. Come on. Anybody want to see your ways established? the will of God and the way of God and the plan of God for you being established. This is what he says. He says, why don't you ponder and then watch God pave the way? Why don't you ponder your steps and ponder your heart and ponder if you're keeping scripture and the word of God in front of you? Why don't you ponder and then watch God pave the way? Watch him pave the way. It don't matter if Goliaths are before you. He'll bulldoze Goliath right before your eyes. It don't matter if the mountains around you or before you, ponder your path invite God into your situation and watch him annihilate and give you faith to remove the mountains. Anybody know about pondering and watching God pave his way before you? He says I go before you Joshua, fear not but you got to ponder the option then or the alternative is if you follow the path of an unstable world you'll be an unstable person. If you follow the path of the world and what's mirrored by the world around you, you'll become an unstable person because we live in an unstable world. See, unstable hearts create an unstable world. So the question we got to ask ourselves up front is what are we giving our attention to? Because listen, you and I, We will mirror what we give our attention to. We'll mirror what we give our attention to. Remember in 2 Peter, the distractions that it mentions? It mentions the corrupt distractions that are in the world through lust, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. But there's a promise for those that don't get distracted by those things. He says that those that add to their faith and give all diligence to add to their faith, he says if you do these things, you'll never stumble for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but that's a powerful promise that in the midst of all the distractions, in the midst of all the corruption in the world, the Bible says, Peter says, by the anointing of God's Spirit, that you can never stumble. There's a way to never stumble. And there's a way to have an abundant entrance into the kingdom to come. Wow. But you can't be distracted and experience that promise. See, we will mirror the corruption that's in the world through lust or we'll mirror the Christ that is in the world through love. Listen, the corruption that's in the world is through the lust of man, seeking to make themselves significant, seeking to bring praise and and glory to themselves. But Christ was in the world because of love. God so loved the world that He gave, gave of Himself His only begotten Son. And James, did you see the distraction it mentions? It says you can be distracted by your natural self and the filthiness and overflow of wickedness that shows up in your life. It says for he or she observes themselves. What it means is as a believer, once you're born again, there's a process of laying aside the residue of the old you of laying aside the old habits and the old thoughts and the old hurts and the, the old desires and passions. there It's a process to lay aside that. But in the process, some of that shows up. You begin to see like some attitudes and some behaviors and some things that reflect the person you used to be. And the distraction is, is to focus on that thing and to forget now who God has made you. That's the goal of the enemy in the process is that you get focused on your performance, you get focused on what's overflowing from, the, from your past into your present. And you get focused on that instead of focused on what God says about you, what God's done for you, what God's promised to do through you. But the one who doesn't get distracted, doesn't get distracted in the process of growing in grace and the knowledge of the Lord and doesn't get distracted of times where it's messy. Doesn't get distracted by your flesh and your performance. James 1.25 says, The one who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work. Watch this. This one will be blessed in what he or she does. He or she does. See, listen, you will either observe yourself Through worldly mirrors. You'll either observe yourself through the mirrors of Vogue and Teen Vogue and fashion and commercials and billboards and and, uh, um, music awards and what culture, praises. You'll either observe yourself through worldly mirrors or listen, you'll observe Christ in you through the mirror of God's Word. you'll either observe your own ability or your own failures or your own weaknesses and limitations or you'll observe the power of Christ within you. And if you'll learn to observe the power of Christ within you, the Scripture promises you'll be blessed in what you do. You'll be blessed in what you do. Who wants all their ways to be established? Who wants to be blessed in what you do? Who wants to have the potential to never stumble and have an abundant entrance into the kingdom to come? Well, this is the importance of not being distracted. I want to give you one main action point and thought that can keep you from being distracted and help ensure you experience what you just acknowledged you desired, to never stumble, to have an abundant entrance of rewards in the kingdom to come to be blessed in what you do, to have all your ways established. It's the mystery of the mirror. The mystery of the mirror. Let me talk to you for a moment about the mirror. In 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 12, the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Corinth, and he says, For now we see in a mirror dimly. It's interesting. I thought I... And to see now life and and walk through life using my eyes. No, 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 listen. Not if you want supernatural living. Not if you want to be blessed in what you do. Not if you want your ways to be established. Not if you want to never stumble or not reflect the mirrors of the world and its lust around you. No, no, no. You're going to see in a mirror. For now we see in a mirror dimly but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. Notice what he says. Mere now, then face to face. Mere now, then face to face. One day, that is the hope of us who are believers here today, that we're going to see the king, the one who died and rose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. We're going to see him face to face. Hallelujah. Come on. The one we're worshiping today. The one who gave you breath today. We're gonna to see him face to face. But now, the way you see Jesus is through the mirror. One day, face to face, but now we see Jesus in the mirror. And what mirror? The first mirror is the mirror of Scriptures. The mirror of Scriptures. The first mirror of how we begin to see Jesus. is the mirror of scriptures. I know all of you can't see it. That's so I can see it and know what I'm talking about now. The mirror of scriptures. So Listen, the scriptures are given to us as a mirror. As natural mirrors, probably most, if not every one of you this morning. I hadn't checked all your style and hair this morning, so I don't know, but but probably most of us, if not all, looked in a natural mirror at some point this morning. As natural mirrors reflect the natural around them, the spiritual mirror of God's Word reflects spiritual matters. And you're not going to be able to respond in a spiritual manner if you don't have the spiritual mirror constantly before your eyes. If you're not spending time in the Scripture. In fact, I was spending time with... Uh, another pastor and his wife recently, and I was telling them that how, on our pastoral ship and stuff, we seek to prepare next generation of pastors and One of the things we put before them is the alarming stats that there was one study of two hundred and seventy four pastors in a set of several years, and they all fail, stumbled majorly. And the one common theme for every one of them is that they did not have daily time with the Scriptures before their eyes. The mirror of Scriptures is important. Why? Because it's the mirror of Scriptures that reflects back to us our character. It reflects back to us even the thoughts and even the intents of our heart. See, listen, it's not about who we are before people. It's who are we before the mirror of the Word. And it's only if you'll get this rhythm in your life that you can actually be in a posture and a position to not be distracted from all that's around you. You're given moments for the Lord to remind you And to guard you from forgetting and forsaking wisdom and the way of wisdom. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 16, the Apostle Paul. He says, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taking away. The veil there, he's talking about how for generations and generations, the nation of Israel. Some Gentiles, but predominantly the nation of Israel, how they read The law of Moses. They read the oracles of God and yet they didn't see what they were intended to see as they read scripture. But he says, Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we all, with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, watch this, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. The first thing you got to understand, though, about putting the mirror of Scriptures before your life is that just doing that's not enough. Now, you're not going to get to the place of being blessed in all that you do and never stumbling and seeing the Lord pave a way before you without putting yourself before the mirror of Scriptures. But in the Western world, in the history of God's people, we have have example after example of people that have memorized Scripture, people that have spent hours in Scripture, people that know the Hebrew and the original language of Scripture, and yet they're not seeing what is needed to see in the Scriptures. So what do we see here? We see Paul saying that a veil remains until you turn. You gotta put yourself before the mirror of scriptures, but when you put yourself before the mirror of scriptures, number one, listen, you gotta understand the need for dependence on the Spirit of God to behold accurately the glory of the Lord. There's all kinds of people that put themselves before scripture, but they do not come to the right conclusions, the right application the right living, because they're not actually beholding the glory of the Lord in Scripture. And the glory of the Lord, you know who it is? His name is Jesus. You have to turn to the Spirit. I'm here today to remind us, dwelling place, to remind us as a movement that yes, we must put ourselves before the mirror of scriptures, but when we put ourselves before the mirror of scriptures, we have to depend on the Spirit of God to enlighten us and cause us to rightly understand and apply those scriptures. You got to turn to the Spirit, Paul said. For the Spirit is the Lord. This is what Jesus said in John 15, 26. He says, but when the Helper comes. See, I know so many, so many have, though they put themselves before the mirror of Scriptures, they've not had their ways established in the way of the Lord in a way that's actually pleasing to Him. Why? Because they don't depend on the Helper. You got to, when you put yourself before scripture, realize I'm helpless unless the helper enlightens my heart to understand what it actually says. See, you can't just read the book without depending on the author of the book to understand it. That's how scripture set up. Like you can go read some novels and some other books and you don't need to know anything about the author. You don't have to ever get acquainted with the author to understand what they're writing about. But this book, the Holy Word of God is not set up like that. You can read it until you're blue in the face. You can memorize it. You can confess it four million times in a month. But if you're not depending on the author of that book, then it just stays closed to you but Jesus said when the helper comes why don't you let him help you this morning it is Pentecost Sunday why don't you just some of you that's been around scriptures your whole life go ahead and understand that now the Lord's calling you not just to keep scripture in your life but to depend upon the author of the scripture the Holy Spirit to help you now enter in and live out the reality of what you have heard and read in here It's just not a book full of fairy tales and examples and something for the good old days. This is a book that the Holy Spirit wants to empower you and I to walk in the living reality of what it communicates today. When the Helper comes, who I, Jesus, shall send to you from the Father. The Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, watch this, he will testify of me. Without the Helper, you'll never clearly see Jesus in Scripture. See, it's not about seeing who we want Jesus to be. It's not about who we think Jesus is to be. We need the helper, the Holy Spirit, to see who Jesus really is. So secondly, only as we behold Jesus in and through the Scriptures are we being transformed? The mirror of scriptures we got to keep before us, but without depending and inviting the work of the Holy Spirit in that moment, listen, we'll never see Jesus. The scriptures are a mirror, but guess who they're intending to mirror? Jesus but it takes the mystery of the mirror that in your time with the scriptures and fellowshipping with the author of the scriptures, the Holy Spirit then enables what you're spending time reading to show you Jesus. But without inviting the helper to help you, people come away and they don't see Jesus. They see ways to be rich. They see ways to succeed. They, they come away and see themselves how they want to see them. They throw out what they think they can throw out in Scripture and embrace only what they want to hear. But no, no, no. We need the Spirit of God as we fellowship with the mirror of Scriptures so that we really see Jesus in Scripture. Why is this important? Because, listen, number two, it's only as we behold Jesus in and through Scriptures are we being transformed. It's only as we behold Jesus in and through Scriptures are we being transformed. What this means, that we can never forget, we can never forsake this true dwelling place, is we may be learning and not transforming. We may be memorizing and not be transforming we may be searching Scripture and not be transforming. Why? Because knowledge alone puffs up, but love builds up. You can't just have a desire for knowledge. you got to let the Holy Spirit give you a love for the one this book is talking about who died for you and rose for you. His name is Jesus. And it's only as we see Jesus reflected in the mirror of Scriptures that we become transformed that we experience the power to have a heart that's changed, desires that's purified, God's will and clarity for our life. See, Pentecost Sunday, there'll be churches all over and they'll talk just about the power of God. And it's better to talk about the power of God than not, but I have found often in Pentecostal and Spirit-filled circles that there's a tendency at times for us to forget that the Holy Spirit in Pentecost and the Helper coming was also so that in the mirror of Scriptures we would see Jesus. We would see Jesus, that He, the Spirit of truth, would lead us into all truth. All truth of Scripture that testifies of who Jesus really is. See, John 5, 39, Jesus tells the most religious of His day, those that were the most acquainted with the mirror of Scriptures of His day, those that had memorized the most Scripture of His day. And He tells them in John 5, 39, you search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of Me. See, the Scriptures are a mirror and the mirror of scripture is mirroring Jesus. But if your heart is not to be conformed and transformed into the image of Jesus, and people walk away and they don't have the intended result of why scripture was given in the first place. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Listen We are not engaging Scripture correctly until we are encountering the man in the mirror, Jesus. We're not engaging, we're we're not positioned correctly before the mirror of Scriptures until we see reflected in the mirror of Scriptures, Jesus. They all testify of Him. Of who He desires to be in your life, Lord and King, of what He's promised to do with the issues of your past and the circumstances before you, what He intends and desires to do through you that God, your Creator, would be glorified and revealed to those around you. Listen, we are not searching for principles as much as we are searching for a person. We're not going to Scripture searching for principles as much as we're searching to encounter the person of Jesus. We are not searching for significance as much as we are searching for the significant one. We're not searching for a better life as much as we are searching for the eternal life in Jesus. Why? Because listen, the sun is also a mirror. Did you know that? Let me talk to you now about the mirror of the Son. The eternal Spirit, the Holy Spirit, mirrors the eternal Son. That's why Jesus said when the Helper comes there in John 15, He'll testify of me. The Holy Spirit comes and He spotlights Jesus. He reveals what Jesus has accomplished. He reveals who Jesus is. So the eternal Spirit mirrors the eternal Son, but watch this. The eternal Son mirrors the eternal Father. You want to talk about an answer for the people around you? You want to talk about a real solution to the problems in this country? It's the eternal Father. We're all longing to know the eternal Father. To know the eternal God. We long to know him. See, listen, Jesus said in John 14, I mean, uh, John 12, 45, and he who sees me sees him who sent me. Wow. When we look at the eternal son, we as in a mirror also see the eternal father who sent him. The Bible is clear that God is invisible. This is why, to the person who depends on the rational mind, this is for the scientists who only will lean upon the five senses and the observation that they can do. This is why so many don't believe in God. Because God is invisible, it's who He is. God is invisible. But this is why there's the mystery of the mirror is that when you put yourself before the mirrors of Scripture, by depending on the author the Holy Spirit of Scriptures, it reveals Jesus. And then as you see Jesus, He's mirroring the Father. And now in here, you have a miracle, you have a mystery, that the invisible God begins to be visible to you. No, not with the natural eyes, but with the eyes of faith. Because the mirror of scripture mirrors Jesus and then Jesus mirrors the invisible eternal father. And now we look crazy and we sound crazy to those that just depend on their natural eyes because we talk about seeing and beholding him that they cannot see and behold. But this is why this is so important, the mystery of the mirror, that we are a people that's not to be distracted by the lust and the senses of unbelievers around us. Unbelievers are to be distracted by our crazy language that right in the midst we're beholding our Father, we're handling our Father, and we're experiencing a world that the natural one can't see and touch with their natural eyes and hands true citizens of heaven and another kingdom. Hallelujah. The invisible God becomes visible in and through the mirror of the eternal Son so that now what was invisible becomes visible by faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. The invisible God becomes visible to us, the eternal Father. John 5 5 and 19, Jesus answers those that are wondering about him and what his intention is and what is he trying to mirror and reveal. And Jesus makes it clear. He says, most assuredly, i say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he, the Father, does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that He himself does, and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. Jesus says, yes, I am the mirror of the Father. I mirror the heart of the Father. I mirror the heart of your Creator. I mirror the works of the Father. I mirror the words and the character of the Father. Jesus is the mirror of who the Father is. If you want to know who God truly is, listen, don't look to the mirror of the world around you and culture around you. Look to the mirror of scriptures depending on the Spirit of God that will testify and reveal Jesus to you. And then in the mirror of Jesus, you'll come to truly know who the Father truly is. You'll truly know His heart for you, His heart for humanity, His heart for your needs. You'll begin to know the character and the heart and the works of God. God's never starved one starving kid ever in the history of creation. That's not the eternal father. That's the rebellious serpent named Satan's work. But if you just look to the mirrors of the world and what's happening in the world, you'll be distracted from being able by faith, love, and hope to see the invisible God. The invisible God become visible to you. Listen, Jesus is the mirror of the Father, but there's not just the mirror of Scriptures, and there's not just the mirror of the Son, but there's also, see, the mirror of the Son in community. There's also the mirror of the Son in community. If you want to live a distracted, distracted, distraction-free life, if you want your ways to be blessed, you want your path to be established, then you're going to have to put yourself before the mirrors of Scripture. But there's also the mirror of community because it's in community that the Son Jesus also is reflected. He's also revealed. See, the Son of God is revealed in a community of believers. This community of believers is called the body of Christ. His body, it's called the church, the called out ones. The called out ones. Why is what we're talking about so important? Notice that the church is the called out ones. They're not the drug out ones. They're not the ones controlled to come out. What that means is is God, the Father's heart is for everybody around us, but He don't drag them out of their sin against their will. He calls them out but it's the community of believers that reveals to those around them the goodness of the God that people can't see with their natural eyes of why they would want to be called out into fellowship and into His kingdom. See, the community of followers of Jesus Christ is the new creation of God. It's in a community of believers that we see the beginning of a new creation. The beginning of the new humanity and the new race of people, where there's no longer black and white and Asian and Gentile or Jew, but now we are one family, we are one creation. We are in Christ. This is the answer. You see the beginning of a, a new world that one day we will be able to behold and touch and handle with our natural senses but now it's in the community of believers that we begin to see the beginning of this new heavens and new earth because listen in the beginning God made the heavens and the earth and the animals then he created mankind and put them in the heavens and the earth he created but this is not how it's happening the second time listen to me How it's happening this time is He makes the new creation people and the new creation race first, and then in the future He's going to make the new heavens and the new earth. We become a light to the nations. We become a mirror to the unbelieving world of the invisible God and the eternal Father. It's easy to not see Jesus clearly when you seek to do life just with you and Jesus but it's in a community of believers that we begin to see the depth of all that Jesus our King is. Ephesians 4.24, it says, And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Colossians 3.9, Don't lie to one another, since you put off the old man, the old creation, with his deeds, and have put on the new man who's renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Watch this, where there's neither Greek nor Jew, that's a way of saying neither black nor white nor brown, nor tan, circumcised, nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Listen, outward color, outward distinctions, those are all distractions from Christ being all in all. I'll say it again. All of those outward things are just distractions from Christ being all in all. For His Lordship, that He alone is worthy, that He alone is the King. The other things are just distractions. Christ is all that matters, and in Him, all believers matter. It don't matter what side of the tracks you were born on. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It don't matter how much money you have in the bank. It don't matter if you know your earthly father, earthly mother, or circumstances in your family. All believers in Christ matter. From what we would say the least to the greatest, you are valuable in the community, because in the community, the Son is mirrored and revealed to each of of us and to the world around us. Let me hear an amen. Listen, the currently invisible eternal son becomes visible through the current visible local churches. I'll say it again. See, the Bible says all of us, we've never shook the hand of Jesus. We've never seen him with our natural eyes, but we one day will. But the currently invisible eternal son becomes visible through the current visible local churches, the community. And notice that text said that we're strengthened in knowledge that's joined to the mirror. What mirror? As a a church, D.P. Woodstock, as a movement, dwelling place movement, we're strengthened according to the knowledge of who Jesus is. We're not strengthened by focusing on the mirrors of the world, how to be the most relevant. How to be the most creative. Listen, we're strengthened as a community to mirror Jesus as we know Jesus more. That's why I preached two weeks ago at the beginning. There's many things that are needed, but the one thing that's a must is that we sit at the feet of Jesus until we know Him, until we understand His Word and who He is. We're strengthened in the mirror of Jesus. He's the pattern. He's the firstborn of the new humanity. And Philippians 3.17 speaks of the power of the modeling community, how Jesus is revealed through the mirror of a modeling community. Paul says, brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. The community reveals the pattern as they're strengthened in beholding Jesus the pattern. And we become a pattern and example to the world around them of how to experience the original intention of God the Creator how to experience Him in your business and in your marriage and in your parenting and in your financial stewardship and dealing with depression and emotions. This is the power of Jesus' community. It's in community also that spiritual gifts come into play. In 1 Peter 4 and 10, notice what the Apostle Peter writes. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers and serves, let him do it. Watch this. Do it as with the ability which God supplies. Someone say, God supplies. That in all things, someone say all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Notice what he says. That God gives the mirror of the community. He gives them spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts for what? That in all service, in all activities of the community, God would be glorified through Jesus Christ. That in all things God would get the glory. That in all things god would be worthy of all the praise that in all things god would be worthy of all the worship and all of the glory see glorified means to cause the dignity and worth of some person or thing to become manifest and acknowledged god gives spiritual gifts it's pentecost sunday by the way he gives apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers word of knowledge discerning the spirits tongues interpretation of tongues Gifts of miracles, gift of faith, gift of mercy, gift of teaching, gift of serving, gift of giving. He gives all of that so that the invisible God would be deemed worthy of all praise. That we don't praise each other like it's our own ability that's doing a supernatural thing. That we don't pat ourselves on the back and say, look what we've built. Ain't that great? Listen natural ability can create social clubs but it takes the supernatural of God to build a supernatural church and he gives us supernatural gifts so that the invisible God would get all the glory that we can look better than we are we can accomplish more than we could on our own because God gives us ability beyond our natural ability God puts the super on our natural That in all things, listen to me, dwelling place, we can't ever get away from it. It's my role to constantly mirror it before you. We'll have churches by God's grace all over the world in this church. This is just the beginning of what God will do in DP Woodstock. But listen, that in all things, we would always be of the opinion that it's all about God.
1: That in all
0: things, we would always be of the opinion that it's all about God. God, that's the mystery of the mirrors is it helps us remember that it's all about God getting all the glory, all of the praise, all of the honor. That in our worship worship team, that God would be glorified through Jesus Christ. That when you're up here, God's ability would work through you That others that watch come to the opinion and deem that the invisible God is worthy to be trusted with their visible life. That the invisible God can be trusted and he's deemed worthy of praise to be trusted with their visible marriage, their visible circumstances, their visible trials. That in our preaching team, God would be glorified through Jesus Christ. That in our community, God would be glorified through Jesus Christ. That in our giving and gifting teams. That God would be glorified through Jesus Christ. That in our parenting, God would be glorified in Jesus Christ. That in our marriages, God would be glorified in Jesus Christ. That in all things, the invisible God, God would be glorified through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is revealed through scriptures. Jesus Christ is revealed through community. Here, we're going to begin to, they're going to bring the elements because Jesus Christ is also revealed through communion. Through communion. He said, never physically touched in a blood you've never physically seen but in the elements there's a mystery that the benefits of what jesus did in the communion of becoming your sin and in identifying himself with us as a community and dying for us that we could be resurrected with him that it allows us to see the invisible god the eternal father clearly more clearly see the one in the mirror It's the eternal God. Ephesians 4, 4, there's one body, there's one spirit. Just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. Watch this. And Father of all, who is above all and through all believers and in all believers, that God would be all in all. Listen, he would be above all in our life. He would be working through all of our life be in us all believers and all of us here in this community that it would may always be about God the one who gets revealed through the mystery of the mirrors you remember the three passages in the beginning that the common thread was forgetting and forsaking listen distraction free living is knowing experientially God the Father by God the Son through the communion of God the Spirit in the scriptures and in the community in holy communion and in the midst of our own heart. The scriptures mirror Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the one who enables us to see Jesus mirrored in scripture. The Holy Spirit empowers the community of believers supernaturally called the church to mirror Jesus. And Jesus mirrors the Invisible Father. The one that's ultimately in all of these mirrors. That God, listen, may be all in all. Be all in all. It's all about God being all in all. It's about God being all that matters and in all that matters in our life. It's about... God, that He alone is worthy to be praised. He alone is worthy to be worshipped. He alone is the worthy of all attention. He alone is all that is to be reflected. This is the mystery of the mirror. That all things are to reflect the truth. That it is God who is all in all. He is the only one to be glorified in all things. mystery of the mirrors that in all things God would be glorified through Jesus Christ God created everything we know of towards this end because listen when you see God when I see God when we see God we're not distracted because from the beginning it's that God may be all in all that at all times he'd be in our vision that in all times our love for him would be in in our heart that in all times we would have hope that endures to tribulations, that in all times God would be all in all. And we see the invisible God. We're free from distractions. And without these mirrors, I want to tell you that what some of you are going through, what some of you will go through, what some of you have been through, you'll not be able to, to see how God wants to be all in all without these mirrors in your life without putting yourself before the mirror of scripture depending on the Holy Spirit to clearly see who Jesus to see Jesus mirrored in community of being here and gathering and grouping as we have uh, uh, connect groups tonight and then in communion
1: and the reason why I couldn't just title it the mirror is
0: because there's a mystery to it all and we need the Holy Spirit in communion to touch us, the Holy Spirit to interpret the mirror scriptures. We need the Holy Spirit in a community or we're no different than a social club. But Jesus said moments before he would be arrested in John 17 20, I do not pray for these alone, Father, but also for those who believe in me through their word. He prayed for you who believe that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, and that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me, and loved them as you have loved me. It is the mystery of the mirror. Oneness that God may be all. Listen, you you who are new here, you're coming in and you have issues and fears and rejection and hurts. Listen, we're not looking at you and focusing on who you are. We're looking at how Jesus, Christ in you, wants to be revealed in you and through you. Because listen, all of this is not ultimately for any of us at the end. It's all that God may be all in all that we do and always glorified through Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening to this week's message. If you would like more information about our church, be sure to visit us on the web at dwellingplacemovement.org.